Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Check out my websites, recoveryradiokmp3.com, to get the books at sarcasticbigbook.com, and as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere in the middle, but here we are. You and me, I am glad for that. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. Start by saying that. It's a living hell when you are an alcoholic who wants to drink and also doesn't want to drink. Having those desires simultaneously is torture. Only an alcoholic or a drug addict can, can describe and understand. I think. Anyways, before I get started, I do want to tell you something that I hardly ever talk about. Never really bring it up. But I figure some of you are kind of wondering what kind of coffee I'm drinking. So I'll tell you. It's a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's Hawaiian hazelnut. Anyways. If you go to recoveryradiokmp3.com, I post some of the messages and emails that I received from you that mean so much. I kind of send them all over to my wife and she kind of does her thing with it. But if you want to read any of them, and if you want to write, please feel free to do so. Like I say a lot, it means a lot. Anyways, enough about me. I want to talk about how I take somebody through the steps and my experience with that. My experience with that is that I started sponsoring people when I was 90-something days sober, somewhere around there, I think, very early. Around three months, for sure. making my amends Um, before I got 90 days I was making my amends and the way it's explained to me that there's no reason to stop yourself on step 9 and not start living step 10 and 11 there's no reason to stop doing that 
Sometimes people will, you know, feel like they're stuck on step nine. They can't do step ten until they finish step nine, which is so weird. If you think about it, because step ten, if you read it in the book, is just live steps three through nine. And it's almost like, don't start doing that yet. Doesn't make any sense to me. But when I was about three months sober, um, I mean, my sponsor told me that I was ready to start sponsoring people. And I got a lot of shit for that from people who are not sober anymore. I got a lot of opinions about that. And which I didn't care about, frankly, because I trusted my sponsor trusted my grand sponsor. My grand sponsor had a long, he got sober in the, in the forties. So he had a lot of, I just trusted the message I was getting. They said, don't dilly dally, don't wait. And I didn't know what I was doing. Scared to death. And all I remember is being scared to death and feeling responsible for their sobriety and having that really driven out of me really pretty early on that it's just not about me, that it's not my responsibility, that I should not take the credit or blame for someone's success or failures. It's not about me. I'm not their parent. I'm not their guardian. I'm not their, you know, it's between them and their higher power, and my job was just to lay the tools at their feet for them to inspect and help them um, help guide them through that process and share with them how I did it and what happened to me, and that's that's the end of it. Most people I've sponsored are not sober. I mean, very, 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 very few compared to the amount of people who asked me to sponsor them are still sober. There are people, but compared to the amount of people that asked me, it's just, if I'm going by, you know, who's still sober, I'm a complete failure as a sponsor. But it's not about me. So I had to have all that kind of explained, driven home, so easy to take on someone else's response uh, someone else's sobriety and feel responsible for that I don't anymore I haven't for a long time but it's only because I used to and have and went through a lot of pain suffering <clears throat> learned a lot so I started sponsoring people when I was pretty newly sober and I frankly didn't know what I was doing at all. Frankly, I didn't understand the steps like that much at all. Really? I didn't understand what I was doing. I remember getting together with somebody and feeling really nervous and step one and I'm thumbing through the book and I'm calling my sponsor. I'm like, is step one in the book? Like, did we do step one? Like, what is that? 
So I first, I just want to say I did not feel qualified to sponsor anybody. And I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And those things didn't matter. At all. It says in our big book, quote, nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intense work with other, other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. Nothing will so much guarantee protection from drinking as working with other alcoholics because it just, it's a great way to get you out of self. It's not the only way by any stretch of the imagination. Far from it, but it is an easy go-to thing to look at. So, I mean, there's just not much to this. I'm just, here's how I take people through the steps now. Just like it says in working with others, I get to know them. I ask them questions. And I try as best I can to assess where they're at with, first thing I'll say is, you know, do you think you're an alcoholic? Usually they'll say, yeah. And I'll say, well, what does that mean to you? Like, what does that mean? And they'll, we'll talk about that. They'll talk about it. I'll talk about, you know, the insanity that precedes the first drink. I'll talk about my inability to stop. I'll talk about, let them talk about these things, ask them questions, see where they're at with their understanding of that. And if they really believe they're alcoholic and there's no exact science there, there's no detailed cookie cutter thing that I do. I get to know them and I find out things about them so I can, um, move forward from there. That's the first thing I do. Sometimes we'll end up reading the book together. Very infrequently do I just tell somebody to read something and then leave them alone. If I'm, if I'm able to read with them and it seems necessary, I'll sit, sit down with them and read with them. And we'll read. I always start with there is a solution and go from there. Talks about alcoholism, describes the real alcoholic. There's plenty there to relate to. I found that, you know, when I start getting into the doctor's opinion with newcomers, it's like, I mean, usually they don't know whether to shit or go blind. So it's like reading these things and they're like, it's not always landing. Sometimes it does, but usually I start from there's a solution. I figure that they have the rest of their life to get into the doctor's opinion. I, I certainly didn't understand the doctor's opinion for years, like three years. Um, and then like, that's the first thing I do. And then I'll ask them about God, a higher power. Do they believe one? Are they willing to believe one? We'll talk about that. Sometimes that requires us reading the agnostics and talking a lot. But usually somebody who has asked for help is already in a place where they're open to the idea that there is. 
even if that higher power is a group of drunks or AA itself or something. So that part's usually very quick for me. Not always. But a lot of times somebody is already open to it. And I say that because if somebody says they're open to it and they present as somebody who is open to it, we read line by line from page 60. We go through step three up to launch on a course of vigorous action. Go write your first three columns of your inventory. I have them do that. And then when they're done with that, we get together again and we read line by line the beginning of the fourth column and up to step five because there's so much there. Such a pivotal point, such a turning point. And then after that, you know, we'll get together as soon as humanly possible to let them read their fifth step. If they want to do read it with me, I don't make them. If they want to read some of it or all of it with me, that's great. And then we read right from the book all the way through the amends. We talk about the amends. I asked him to just... I usually asked him to just write a new piece of paper, just everybody you think you might owe amends to, whether or not you desire to or not, just everybody you think is owed an amends, just write them all down, just all of them, and then we'll just kind of talk about it. It's not an exact science. I try to do exactly what's in the book, and the book is not an ex- the book is very light on form, heavy on substance, very light on the form of this stuff. Principles are solid. Unflinching, but the... So we read right out of the big book. And, you know, the next time we'll read, I'll talk to them about just starting with step 10 and 11. We'll read it as soon as we can together, talk about it. Read step 12, working with others, and then talk about it, and then go over that. And then we talk about the traditions. And we go through the traditions worksheet. Um, the traditions checklist, not worksheet. And... Um, Sometimes if somebody's really cooking with gas with everything, I mean, I'm not always able to do that. But I just have to tell you about all this. 95% of the time, after we get together to read up to the first, you know, go do your first three columns and then go, 95% of the time, that's the end. I don't hear from them anymore. Or they start working with somebody else, or they go away. Every once in a while, somebody will call me or text me two hours later and say, I'm ready, what's next? Because that's how long the first three columns 
should take in the spirit of what is in that book and the description of what is in that book. I think. So, I don't know. Maybe that's helpful. Some people asked me that, and I thought, I'll just share that. If anybody has any more they'd like to hear about that, please write to me. Happy to answer. I don't know. I'm not a spokesperson for AA. I don't know. Just one ding ding ringing his bell. Nothing special. I know that to my core. All right. If anybody needs to hear it, I'll say everything is okay. I have to run. My agent's here to pick me up. He wants me to put on this shapewear. Sober Sex Stars podcast. They film it. It's weird. So, I guess I have to go. I'm not funny today. All right. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same.